hear us now? Yes. Awesome. We'll take it. There you go. Hell yeah. Well, this, well, this thing's kind of redundant. <laughs> well, it was an experiment. It's okay. Hey, it, it's it's cool. I've had many episodes where I've had plenty of technical difficulties, so <laughs> it's everything is cool. So, uh, what's up? Nice to meet you guys. I'm Eddie. Nice to meet you. And I I know all of your names from your band camp, but but if you could each go one by one from I guess your right to left. Uh, and introduce yourselves and uh, tell me what instrument you play. I'm Brett, Brett Michael, and I play, ba- yeah, I play bass. I'm Alec, I play uh, drums. I'm Chris, I play guitar. I'm Mikey, and I'm the vocalist. I'm Garrett, and I play guitar. All right, awesome. So I am definitely not going to remember all of your names right off the bat. So we'll kind of, yeah. I'll go by identifying uh, shirts uh, until I can remember your names <laughs> uh, effectively. <laughs> uh firstly you guys's music is extremely awesome and um i'll be completely real uh vocalist dude uh, you do not at all look like how i pictured <laughs> at all uh so the fact that you can contort your voice to sound like it does uh i, I respect that a lot I've, I've always been extremely envious of of uh of death metal hardcore vocalists Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I'm honored. Thank, thank you. Uh, I, I get that a lot because, uh, yeah, I know I hear a lot like all oh, online, like you're like super tall, but no, I'm I'm like five four, man. Like, um, like really? Uh huh. Yeah. But it's all about the stage presence, you know. Joey Ramone, when he was up on stage, everyone thought that his body was part of the mic stand. So it, uh-huh. you know, it kind of just it's it, it's it's all about how you present yourself on stage. Sure. But he actually was like six four, so. <laughs> I'm just glad I can, uh, you know, uh, make uh, you know a music that people really enjoy, connect with, and just really like feel. And like we've been doing a lot of these like local pop up shows now, uh, just to kind of get everyone like introduced to like the new stuff that we've been doing, um, and just the energy that's been brought, like that we've received back, has been way beyond our expectations so far so even like every even like releasing the new song now like uh, we're really surprised like people have been so positive about it yeah like i mean i didn't i didn't expect this this one to be like the first single one and uh second to really i mean get so like i mean people love this you know no way everyone's really in for a treat like when the new release comes I'm excited for it, man, because I did, I I listened to the, I mean, you guys don't have that many songs out. I listened to the majority of them when I could, you know, when I'm not chasing kids and, uh, you know, working the nine to five, but you you guys, your sound quality is so good. Like, especially for like, I I just, anytime I find a a smaller band, I don't expect the the quality to be good, but recently, especially with you guys coming out of Pennsylvania, uh, I I listened to a few bands from Pennsylvania. Uh, You guys, you guys have really got your stuff together. You guys have a hell of a music scene coming out of there. Yeah, oh, for yeah. Sure. I mean, there's there's a lot of a lot of talent in Pittsburgh. There there really is a lot of it. I'm not gonna lie to you. A lot of it goes unseen, but definitely worth looking into. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's nice. it's it's something I'm glad that I've like because I live in I live in Clarksville, Tennessee. I'm I'm about in, like 45 minutes north of Nashville, Love and Nashville. we don't. Very good. You said you love Nashville. Love Nashville. I hate it. 
love I, I love the small I love the small venue scenes I've discovered and that's it. Um, Listen, but, man, when you come when you come from an area where there's no music barely like prevalent as much as it is in Nashville, yeah, you, you really enjoy it. So, yeah, for sure. I, I we've had a lot of good bands come through recently. Like I just went and saw the chats um, okay. play at uh, at the basement. Uh, and, and I mean, that's always really cool, but they're from Australia. You know, there's not a whole lot of local um, music that that's known. And so I don't know exactly how it is. I discovered a bunch of you guys from uh, Pennsylvania. I've sort of integrated my newer music taste into what your guys' local scene has going on. That's awesome. That's very cool. nice. We're like honored. That. Yeah. Yeah. Like we said about our sound quality too. That's one thing we've been really picky about is that we we're very like selective about what producer we go to yeah. and like where we actually record our music. Uh, like our first uh, EP we recorded in Maryland. Uh, the one we just did, we were recording in New York. So wow. We, yeah, we're very very selective about where we go to do our. Did you guys just have that on your Instagram where you were in New York recording? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I couldn't remember who that was, but. Yeah, now, now that you say that, I remember it was you guys. Uh, so how long have you guys uh, been together? I know that two of you guys are, are newer members, Since yeah. per se. Yeah. 2018 is whenever we really started doing shows and like formed. But it was a completely different lineup then. It was really only like me, Garrett, Chris. We had another drummer. We had a different vocalist. Yep. And then we had the, some issues with those other members, and we just had to pretty much you know, weed them out and find more dedicated members and ended up with the lineup we have now in 2020 and we're just trying to reintroduce ourselves and make a name for what we are doing now because it's completely different than what we were doing before yeah okay so um for each of you uh again we'll go from your right to left um what made you pick up an instrument like what inspired you to be like that's the instrument i want to play right there um honestly we're gonna start with me it was this kid <laughs> we went in school and i didn't do anything and i was just some like loser that was looking for anything that would like make my life more interesting and i thought that him playing guitar at such a young age and being as good as he was was very inspiring and i just i got a bass guitar and tried to follow along and do the same thing just try to have fun with it nice what what bass do you play i have a it's just a squire but it's completely custom i actually stripped down everything and put new parts on it and redid the finish and it's pretty badass. Basically, build a completely new <laughs> instrument out of it because I can't afford a custom myself. <laughs> hey, man, it's all about DIY. That makes it more special. Absolutely. Uh, so for me, I mean, I've been a big music like lover ever since I was young, and I remember playing like pots and pans when I was little. I've always been like into drums, and then you know, um, just throughout the years, listening to music and trying to re- like ep- like replicate that like myself, um, and just like listening <clears> to all these bands I grew up like listening to them playing them on my own kits and then like drums was always my first thing I listened to was like the beats and all that stuff and then me and Chris we went there we were in high uh, we were in band together in high school so we were always like jamming together and playing like music in some form and then luckily I was able to do a fill-in show for them and happen just to get the gig so it's been it's been a journey so let me ask you this are you good at math no <laughs> we never showed up for school. I could have Man, you're a drummer. You're supposed to be good at math. That's especially Oh man. Well, I mean, hey, I if there's one thing I, I envy about uh about metal, it's it's the drummers. They like I don't understand how you can move your body so fast at like 
obviously it's all one rhythm, but you're, you're doing four different things and that's insane to me. So, uh, kudos, man. Oh, we, we, we fucking, we acknowledge that all the time. (laughs) Yeah. He's a nut, man. Yeah. (laughs) One of the best drummers we've ever seen. Absolutely. In our area. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We don't, we don't talk about stuff like that much, but like that. He's good. I like him. We'll keep glad he's on our side. (laughs) I'm, I'm digging the energy guys. I love how supportive you guys are. So I think personally for me, starting out in music, I mean, it's been, it's been in my family for, oh man, as long as I've heard stories of, I mean, between my grandfather and my uncles, I mean, they've all, all, they were in their own family band. I mean, for as long as I can remember, I, I, I was, I don't know, maybe, shit, I don't even know, 16, maybe not even that when I really first picked up guitar. And before that, it was just, I, I can remember, <laughs> I remember literally playing like Black Sabbath trying to cover like Iron Man on like my trumpet. It's <laughs> <Like, laughs> something crazy. Like music has always been in my blood. And then when my uncle gave me my first guitar, it's just, it just set off. I mean, I, I could remember literally sitting there. I never really took lessons as much as for anybody who, anybody who knows me how well I, I guess you could say play, not to sound self-centered, but. I never took lessons. It was all just YouTube videos. And then like my ear, like I just, just something I, I guess acquired. So mm-hmm. you can pretty much say. And uh, I originally wanted to play drums, which is really funny. And I am not coordinated whatsoever <laughs> at all. Um, yeah, I don't know. Guitar just always spoke to me. I, I, I kind of always looked up to my uncle. He was the one who kind of inspired me the most to play guitar. And uh picking that up and really getting into it, it just, and I spoke to me the most. So I, I think like, like most people, like I, I'm not at all a musician, but I, I, I dick around on bass um, from time to time. And uh, I have picked up a Fender for the first time, you know, it was my dad's old, like eighties, you know, it was like from the eighties or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to play guitar. And then I realized it was hard work. And I was like, Oh, fuck this. <laughs> and my, uh, <laughs> my, my, my first actual ever guitar was a Fender Hardfield from the eighties. Oh, and nice. I, yeah. Then after that, my first new, new guitar, brand new was a Fender Stratocaster. Stratocasters I'm are always, a timeless I'm classic, man. Yeah. Yeah, it, I look at guitar strings now, especially like bass strings are so fat. Like yeah. it, it's easy to you don't have to press the frets down super hard to get the sound you want. Yeah. Yeah. I look at I look at guitar strings now and I'm like, that's gonna slice my finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna run that neck. <laughs> you get Absolutely. used to it, man. <laughs> um, so for me, uh, for vocals, um I always loved music. I mean, like, just like everybody else here that like, ever since I was like, little, little, I mean, grew up with, you know, both like metal and hip hop being such a big influence in my life, you know, really young at like four and five. And I remember like, I always like loved creating it. But, you know, I didn't think I'd end up being like a front man, like, especially like, when I got into bands, bands, I always like got into guitar or drums or bass. But eventually, like, you know, as I was going through like bands, like getting out of high school and everything, like it, everyone kind of relied on me, like, you know, to start like to step up, like, okay, well, you know, all the vocal parts well, you can do it. And I always like love just doing vocals. Like I was always attracted to like watching like front men just like show their energy and their charisma 
while like they orchestrate like you know an audience to do whatever they want to do and the way they perform still like just like the record if not better like event sevenfold comes to mind uh like when i see them live it's especially like when the rev was around like that was that was, that was so influential that's a, that's a key band yeah it is. Mm-hmm. and uh that was the moment where i especially watching like m shadows like yes i mean i was i was influenced by all the members you know but m like the M Shadows in particular was one that really just was like, I want to be just like him. And I just had to step up. And just after a while, like, it was just like, this is what I'm meant to do. And I just kept going at it. And I, I went through a vocal injury really early on. And, uh, you know, I still enjoyed creating enough to where I really was just like, this is all I'm meant to do. I really want to keep doing this. And, uh, it's not even just a, a matter of creating at this point. I just really want to connect with people at now, uh, you know, especially with not not even just vocals, but the lyrics. That's really what um, drives me to really pick up a mic and just like scream and sing my heart out, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm really, I'm really um, a bit relieved to hear you say that Avenged Sevenfold is, uh, is, is on your guys' list because yes. like, I listen mostly to like, if I listen to metal, I'm going to go for like black metal. And if you go towards any of the heavier scenes are like, they talk shit about like Avenged Sevenfold not being metal. And I'm like, but okay. Even if you don't consider them metal, like they're still a good band. They're still like, their vocals are so good. And and so to hear you say that, that's, that's really a relief. I I run into, I run into a lot of guys like, Oh, Avenged Sevenfold's not fucking metal, bro. Well, we always go run into that kind of concept, you know, growing up as well. Like, cause like I grew up in like scene core, you know, post hardcore, like a drive confide, you know, um, even like the older, like kill switch engage, you know, uh-huh. older metal cores, uh-huh. you know, yeah. the data remembers, you know, and you know, we were always told like, Oh, well, core is not metal. And, you know, so, but like, when is it, you know, cause at this point, you know, if you look at young music today, you know, it, whether it's heavy or not, I mean, we're all a part of this same scene together. And I just want to build everyone up as much as I can while we're doing this. Right. Uh, whether, no matter, even whether we have five followers, 5,000 or 5 million, we just, I just want to make everyone feel like the mega star they are. You know? Right. It's, it's what I'm all about. <laughs> that is an extremely good outlook. And, and, it, it's one of those things where when you get into any music, but especially like any hardcore scene, it's very niche. There's no sense in dividing it more than it already is. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many subgenres in metal and rock and punk, and, and you're now starting to see that like in pop and hip hop now. And I mean, but you're seeing those communities, like they're still like a part of the same tree. So like, there's still like some acknowledgement. Whereas I think, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen ever since we were kids, like when new metal, like was like cool, like, you know, people kind of, you know, well, <laughs> yeah. right. so, I still get down to new metal, man. You know, love and read like corn, like was like the first band. Like, yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. And um, so, you know, I'm, I totally get the whole, like the, the, how polarizing, you know, it is with rock and metal today, but I, I totally see now more than ever, if you look that this scene is looking for public figures or any bands that are more communal rather than controversial, because, you know, 
uh, especially these last two years with the pandemic going through, it's been really negative. It's been really tough. And you, you, a lot of people have been looking at the last 10 years in hindsight and seeing like, oh, well, this person did this and this person said that. And now people are looking for fresh faces that like, like give a fuck, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, uh, and especially about their own fans. And, you know, I, you know, if we have to be that, you know, uh, in whatever, but I mean, I just want to be a part of something that's positive. And we love making the heavy music too. So right. we want to put the two and two together at the same time. It makes people feel like they can believe in something really cool. Absolutely. But um, what made me start playing was, so my cousin, he's just a crazy musician in general. He, he can literally play anything. It's insane. But I was like seven years old and I watched him play bodies by drowning pool on this Ibanez hollow body <laughs> and I, was, I thought that was honestly the coolest thing ever that sounds like a Christian yeah I loved it I was like yeah I, I really want to do that that's really cool you know what I mean so fast forward two years later at the time I was really into sports but I ended up getting a tumor in my left foot which fast forward I needed to recover and during the recovery, I just picked up a guitar because that's I still thought about the whole Ibanez hollow body playing uh, <laughs> bodies by drowning pool. And I was like, I want to do that. And what better time to do it than now? So I started with this little uh, kind of shitty eBay guitar. <laughs> didn't really play it for about a year. I didn't take it seriously until I was about like 11. That's still pretty early, man. It's it's one of those things where like uh, it's very fortunate when you find something that young that you're uh, passionate about or become passionate about. You pick it up, you're like, oh fuck, like this is actually like, yeah, I, I put my time into this. And oh, instruments yeah. too, they teach you they teach you that hard work so early on. Like you really get what you put into it, and um, oh, yeah. that's a extreme. Like, now speaking as a as a father, like I think about everything as like what is the return going to be later on in life? Uh, and, and seeing younger kids work hard at something, especially that comes, something that comes to fruition is always extremely inspiring. Yeah. It was yeah. Like, for me, yeah, it was like the only thing I had to attach to, because it was like, he inspired me to like actually pick up the instrument and do it that somebody our age could, could play that well. Cause I was just this like lonely emo kid that only was like, <laughs> I grew up listening to this event sevenfold slipknot and then yeah the emo phase hit for it was just like black bell brides and pierce the veil and sleeping with sirens and oh uh, man like i said he just showed me that at that young of an age i was probably 12 years 13 years old when i was getting into that stuff and then i was just started learning those post-hardcore songs on bass and it's just fun to have something that way that you can actually like attach to and inspire other people with because that's what I wanted to do the same thing at the way they reached out to me that way. Well, it's, See, kind of, it's kind of funny too that you said about, you know, what inspired us to kind of play. And realistically, about everybody in this band in some way, shapes, or form has inspired one another to play or pick up an yeah. instrument. So, yeah. like, yeah. me, Garrett, Brett, and even Alec, even though he was higher up in the grades, like, we all at one point, besides Mikey, went to the same school. And Garrett was what? two one or one or two grades below me and so them two were in the same grade and alec was a grade above me and i always looked at alec and 
we were always kind of really close. And then after high school, me, Garrett, Mikey, and Brett were in a band. And while we were all doing that, I was still really close with Alec, and we would always play music. So in some way, shape, starts to form, this and whole all, circle yeah. has been just one giant, yeah. like, just, I don't even know how to explain it, conglomerate of just music. Yeah. I, I've been trying to make <laughs> some music with these two yeah. forever. <laughs> like, forever. <laughs> That's one thing, the more I learn about bands that I like, especially like um, like the Ramones or, or really any, uh, new york punk band uh that ever became big they are all in the same circle and they all kind of dance around each other until the right formation kind of clicks together uh and that's when like the the real music happens that is literally what happened with us yeah yeah because they was all they all like started a band at my at michael's house and was trying to write like deathcore music there and then I helped out a little bit on bass and then my buddy Sam was like, uh, I have another band going on. Like, dude, there's not many bass players around here. You should come play for us too. And that's whenever I knew they had something good going on. And that was what speaking in tongues was, was what Sam was trying to do. And that was a super early days. And I basically helped them out until they just all kind of lost interest and fell yeah. apart in what they were doing. And I was basically just called all of my best friends from high school back and was like, these songs we were working on were sick. Like we should keep doing this. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then we just kind of kept going in that direction and just all involved in the one band after everyone stopped giving a shit after yeah. so many years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's one of the, the crazy things too, about, about forming the band. I, I, I always hear that, finding the bassist and the drummer is the hardest part because everybody wants to play guitar. Everybody wants to do vocals. Yeah. But, but drums are really hard and bass people seem to think that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. That does. Oh, it it definitely does. Yeah. Once you realize that it, it very much lifts the music up, it's just as much a part of everything as every other instrument. Yeah, that's why I was very obsessive as a kid. And whenever I wanted, I didn't want to just be a copycat whenever I was like seeing him play guitar and stuff. So I, I was looking in the drums, looking into what instruments I could play. But I knew there was a like, I always attached to bassists whenever I watched like interviews and like videos of like them playing on stage or whatnot. Like I always, for some reason, like the more outcast role, I liked how people, like the bass player vibe that they had to where they was. They was doing their own thing. There wasn't, there was only, you know, the drummer and the bass player and they always kept the rhythm and they were pretty much the reason for everything, even though it was kind of in the background, which I related to. So I don't know, basically trying to wrap up what I was saying, I derailed a little bit, but I don't know. Being a bass player was just kind of attached to me more. So I just kind of studied that. That's one of the things I watched an interview with Flea and um, he was talking about how it, it's the role of the bass player to be the most giving member of the band because it is sort of your job to kind of fall into the background and yes. support the melody of the guitarist or, or, or the vocalist and keep rhythm with the drums. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just a very caring person. I wanted to just be a part of it. And I, and I fell in love with the, the role of just doing it. And I became very obsessed with it and just studied how, what bass players were and how they listen and what their writing is supposed to be and how they're supposed to carry with the drums and the guitar and just try to adapt everything I could into what being a bass player was to separate it from just somebody that was like, oh, I just play bass because I can't play guitar. Like, I would try to give it a purpose myself and study everything I could about it. 
And that's funny. That's why I picked up the basses because I definitely can't play guitar. So I figured I, I might, I might as well play the drums of string instruments. Yeah, I, I'm not there. Sorry, but I can't play guitar either. So <laughs> but okay, so the last band that I had on on the podcast was a uh, band from uh, uh, State College, and uh, they uh, the, the guitarist. I don't pick up on sarcasm. And he, I was like, so like, how long have you been playing guitar? And he was like, well, really since I was 12, but I've only been good at it for like the last year. And I was like, oh shit. So like, was that like a gradual transition? And he was like, and he was like uh, literally uh, well, something I would say. he was like, I, I was just joking, but no, like really, I was like, Hey, you can't do that, man. Yeah. Every one of us have super high anxiety. So we're just, yeah. Yeah. Me we're too. so afraid to just take everybody seriously all the yeah. time. Like yeah. we just sit there and shake and stutter. Like yeah, it, it, made, it made me lose my hair. So, you know, <laughs> anxiety is real on this end too. <laughs> um, shit, man. So, um, what would you say your guys' biggest influences are? Like when you sit down and make music, what do you like? Okay, this is the sort of uh, vibe I want to bring the music, but add my own twist to it. I'll start. So the funniest part about this band is that like, we're all so, the influences are, before before Alec goes on, let me just go on record and say Alec is not a metal drummer, which is what makes this so funny. Yeah, yeah. So like, okay. I love, like I love Slipknot, I love all those kind of bands, but like jo Joey Jordison is fucking sick. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I agree, hundred percent. But yeah. like, I'm more of R. like R. a, like I kind of fall more like along the line like the prog metal, like yeah. aggressive rock. Like hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, Porcupine Tree stuff like that. So when I think about writing a metal song, I don't look at it like a basic like you know just simple double bass going crazy and shit like that i try to bring bring more flavor to i want to be different that he does yeah so like does. there like there's different drummers i look up to like over the years like mike portman from dream theater gavin harrison from porcupine tree king crimson like they play metal but they do it differently so i'm like huh like what would they do if they were playing a song like this I, try, I don't try to go too crazy because I don't want to, like, you know, start drawing odd times out, out of my ass. Yeah, like, yeah you, you, you don't want to do math rock, man. Exactly. But, like, but like yeah, I'm fucking 16 8. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I try to look at it from, like, a different perspective than just, a, like, a modern metal drummer does now. And okay. I think that's what makes us unique because, like, you listen to what, you know, a lot of other bands do, but you listen to us, and, like, I, you can definitely tell that like, there's a little bit of something different in it. Yes. And that just comes from... Everything. You know, how we all perceive music as a whole. Yes. Right. Um, really, it just depends on the song, really. Because, um, you know, like Alex said, you know, we're such a potpourri of like different types of rock, metal, or alternative, you know, that, um, you know, we, I mean, obviously we'd make, again, make heavy music, but the flavors we provide, you know, like with I Leviathan in particular, like that is the most straightforward metalcore track we have. And when I thought, think of that song, for example, um, I just think emotionless and white. Like I just like for me vocally okay. in that presentation, I, uh, and you know, I have always, you know, I've been so inspired by anything Chris and motionless has done literally since creatures. <laughs> I've always been a fan. And of course, you know, since they're from like PA as well, Scranton, that, that that's always been something that's motivated me as well as like, Hey, if these guys can be 
super successful by being great people. I mean, they, they're genuine, authentic people. They're great. You know, we have a chance to, you know, at, you know, from the Southwest side, of course. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, we have other releases that are more hardcore based. We have one, like the opening track of the, of the newest release is uh, really is death metal as it gets very groovy, uh, Whitechapel comes to mind. <laughs> um, yeah, Whitechapel. Whitechapel is uh, one of the first ones I listened to. Yes. Oh, um, you know, we're we're so motivated by, of course, the more aggressive sides of, you know, of course, like the MySpace core, whether it's like the Chelsea Grins or again the Skylar Drives. You know, it's just wide spectrum, and I think we're all we we all kind of try to bring that together as much as we can in a modern presentation. Um, but we, uh, the last two songs that we uh, kind of wrapped up, the self-titled one, and we have a new, a new one where, you know, we, we just finished before we go wrap up the CP. Uh, you know, I think those are the ones I think the most consistent with our sounds. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, more. Yeah, there's still a metalcore vibe to it, but there is like the post-hardcore like elements. Like we do amplify anything that's in Isle of Ith, and like the choruses are stronger. Mm -hmm. um, the heavier parts hit harder so when you hear everything from start to finish for this record uh i think everyone's really going to see how everything all ties together it, cohesively i i don't think i've been any, i couldn't be more proud of how this like turned out yeah like, we, we really try not to fit into any like specific molds or like shove genres we don't really try to like about like bottleneck ourselves and what kind of music we can write we just pretty much write whatever the hell comes to mind and if it sounds good it sounds good and if it's always the same people so no matter what it's still going to sound like the same band even though there's slightly different tones of different like genres in each song but yeah. we just want to write a whole album or a whole ep full of good metal songs it doesn't have to be a metalcore album or a hardcore album it's just right it's, it's just good headbanging fucking music. music and it's us just jamming like yeah. with the best ability we can yeah yeah I mean, um, the part is, is that like not to interrupt you but like we all like we're all multi-instrumentalists like we all play guitar in the band yeah. like so like yeah. if if garrett writes a riff and then you know he's like i need a lead and then chris or me like come up with the lead part you know that's just kind of how we work like we all we all can play different parts if we have to which is the best part about us because like that's unique in itself because like yeah. i don't see a lot of bands around that can say oh hey every member in the, in the band plays guitar and decently well, you know, right. so that's, it's kind of crazy how we can, I'll, I'll, I'll publicly, go, publicly go on record and say, Alec is better at guitar than I am. <laughs> yeah, you know. no, you'll never know, like, dude, you'll never know that Alec is as good as he is. Yeah, you'll never know, know like, who, who wrote what lead or say, like, 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 I didn't write every single bass part on the entire album, or he didn't write every single lead, like, it can have been right. Michael yeah. Crow wrote an entire song by himself. Yeah, that, that is one thing that's cool about us, too, is if you listen to ZP, like, there's oh, certain bass parts that might not even be Brett because somebody else might have came up with it. Certain guitar yeah. parts that might not even be me or Garrett because Alec might have came up with it. Yeah. Or even Mikey. Mm -hmm. yeah. I, you don't even know who wrote it mostly because <laughs> it's, a, it's literally all of us. Is yes. great, actually. Yeah, it's kind of cool to have the audience kind of figure that out, too. That's yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> a final note on that um, real quick. And I, I think uh, what makes our creative process, I think, down to a science like this is because of the time we had during the pandemic. Absolutely. Because yes. like, like yes. Brett said, 
we literally formed this lineup like a month before the lockdowns happened yeah, like, right, like this that's and right. we were i mean we were ready to go i mean i i think out of this uh we were ready to just play everything from the revert db and i think we at that point had yeah uh, goal was the only one like kind of written resentment whistleblower yeah, was one uh <laughs> and, like so like one or two of the new songs i think we only really had i don't even think we even thought about I Leviathan at that point. No, um, no, it was before speaking even existed. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. And uh, so, um, yeah, had that not have, like, had the lockdowns not have happened, this release, I think, would be, have been, or even the creative process would have been dramatically yeah. different. different. And, um, you know, I'm glad that we have spent this time together and, you know, both professionally and personally to really, like, see each other grow and see like i mean i was really self-conscious by myself like lyrically and vocally especially at the beginning and uh i to see like that confidence kind of form now and uh, everybody here too i mean i think everybody has blossomed and flourished and we're not done so uh you know i i we're just getting started <laughs> i'd like to think so that's and that's so awesome that you guys uh took the, the lockdowns as an opportunity to be productive because, uh, I mean, while it was, I mean, it was terrible what was going on, you know, shutting down businesses, a lot of people's lives changed drastically. Um, I think there's a lot of people that use the seclusion to their advantage and really did, uh, I, I guess, not to sound like cliche, but like some soul searching, you yeah. know, and have the ability to really bolster down their own personality their own uh drive and, and and goals in life and that's I, I agree with you the the uh the pandemic was a perfect time for that because what else did you have to do you know you you could yeah. you could sit around and and be a fucking bum or you could start a band you know yeah 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 uh, i mean it, it i mean uh, it was awful you know to see like how bad you know the pandemic affected everyone obviously a, a lot of deaths happened and everything and we were fortunate enough to make it through and uh you know it, i'm just so glad that you know we are able to tell like our story and uh at least at this chapter and uh we're excited to just keep creating <laughs> i mean like, yeah. yeah these are my literal brothers like i mean like this this is it so <laughs> i mean that's that man <laughs> um so who writes the majority of your guys lyrics or is that all equal okay <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, we we all kind of contribute whatever we can yes they do well, in yes, all honesty do. this this first run of everything you hear on the zp is really mostly michael yeah i know that yeah. i contributed i think yeah. what was it uh Defy? Defy? yeah the whole first verse in defy is Defy him. it was me i wrote that and then i, I contributed and in i leviathan we, me and Alec and I went half on each of the verses together. Yeah, like um, a lot of times Michael will just hit us with a whole song and yeah, we'll all proofread it. Yeah, 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 that's, yeah. I've proofread it and just be like, hey, you need to change this line or that line or this line. Yeah. Kind of help, help him with the process. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, like, yeah, Brett will like come up with all these like kind of improv ideas and dubs and like we'll like add those, incorporate, like even if we have to cut stuff or even extend stuff. I mean, like, it's so great to like actually be so open in this lineup into like like be like okay you know this is what i have this is where things come in you know what do you think if it sucks you know 
my feelings aren't hurt. We yeah. uh, like we can write better parts, you know, like so and like I'm so I'm so comfortable with the like everybody at this, especially that for writing for years and years and years and years that like if it's not good now, like we can write something better, even if it takes a minute, you know. And when it does come back around, like the last song we finished writing, I mean, it was it I, you know, it was like just a nice little bow. It just it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. It all That's- makes sense. That's so important to have that transparency too. Like if you write something, a guitar part, a bass part, drums, vocal, whatever, if it sucks, you got to, or it could be improved on, you know, you got to be able to say like, this isn't that good. You right. Know? And yeah. that's, yes. that's it, it's, it's good to hear something like that from a band because like, you're not scared to necessarily hurt feelings or your feelings won't even get hurt. You're like, okay, yeah, I can do better. Right. And uh, so I don't know what the previous writing process was like um, for lyrics or both, like not, you know what I mean? Uh, I I don't really, I didn't really know the previous vocalist that well, or if at all, uh, to be honest. Um, but Probably a good thing. <laughs> maybe. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but um, I'm really into telling stories. I mean, whether it's real life, personal or really more of just getting the listener into an experience um for i leviathan in particular i wanted to make it a point to introduce like not just like myself you know but like this line up here and like how and it's really the, the theme about the song is everything coming back full circle uh, no matter how long it takes and um i've that name has stuck with me in previous bands for so long. The, uh, I, cause I was in a, my very first like local band in uh, here was a band called Rise Leviathan. Like that, I, like I got to make myself. And uh, it's so funny that like, it became this, it was, cause we, this was like an old song that like we kind of wrote together and like, you know, spin off project that we did. And it, you know, kind of got lost in the archives. And yeah, uh, Leviathan was wrote, shit i don't even know maybe five years ago five years ago <laughs> it was even before speaking was even considered yeah realistically well this lineup of speaking was considered a version of it yeah, yeah. i mean like the main riff and like the chorus really were like the only thing we retained everything else we changed yeah. um but um you know so when this song was we, we kind of brought it was like hey we should you know re revise this to what we want it to be you know uh we really wanted to make it a point that like it's fresh but familiar you kind of get like those metalcore riffs but like we're still into like the hardcore like heavy like you know uh, just that atmosphere of just really yeah just really heavy vibes and uh you know um and if, the thing about going full circle is lyrically is i mean in, when you go through the song like from top to bottom you see that like there's a lot of highs and lows you know of course in life and that's that's where the breakdown kind of gets in is when you hit this pitfall everything finally makes sense you you know you're at this point where you're this is why you're doing what you're doing and uh you kind of have to accept like that dark part of like the, the hard truth of it so uh that's that was kind of the meaning and moral for that one and then we have like other songs like gold which is like about Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah, so it's the Pittsburgh hardcore song and he threw a challenge on me when I wrote it he was like <laughs> make it positive like <laughs> make like we've never seen a hardcore yeah, song because everything's like so positive. negative anymore yeah, I just wanted something so, that would be more positive 
Yeah. So the main inspiration for that one, I know it's not out yet, but like shout out to the boys at Forsaken Society. I mean, that was yeah. The, those were the the guys that really inspired that song, and that was that was a, more of a me and Alec in my yeah. basement that wrote that one, and then we brought it to the table. And yeah. You add Brett's fucking glorious bass playing <laughs> on top of Garrett's meaty ass riffs, and then you know I tell him to write something positive lyrically. Yeah. Before you know it, it's just this fucking beautiful song <laughs> like it's great it is i it's love great. pittsburgh not like that but it's close it definitely gives off that energy yeah you guys could be the red hot chili peppers of pittsburgh it's it's totally cool <laughs> <laughs> i'm into that i'm into that actually we actually wrote that song me and chris with that song back for 2018 yeah we wrote that before we released the show we released rebirth ep and uh, we had a show that we were going to release the EP Rebirth on. And me and Alec were like, man, you know, we should just write something just heavy, disgustingly heavy. Yeah. That was not what is on this EP. And if it came down to it, we could just play it live. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's basically what it came down to. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's, a, it's a very it's, straightforward. It's like a mixture of like Slipknot, with yeah, like hardcore at the end. Slipknot, right. and that's like, the best way to put it. Slipknot, and I don't even know who else it might even be. Maybe Knock Loose. Yeah. Yes. yes. Okay. Who closest? Yeah. Knock Loose. Oh yeah. And but the central, like the whole nucleus of this EP is, you know. It's called Defy, of course, you know, and we have other songs kind of centered around that concept, like prominence that, you know, it's about like never giving up, you know, never quitting, you know, no matter how long it takes, you know, no matter like even if the dreams change, even if the the road to the, you know, your dreams change, you know, it's still like you're meant to do this. Like, you know, like again, had had it not been. Had, had we not gone through this at the time, you know, you know, two years through the last two years, you know, I don't think I would have really understood that. Yeah. So yeah, we've all been here a lot too long and trying to do this too long to stop. It's but this has not been worth living five years thrown away. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. When you get locked into doing something, you just gotta keep going. Yeah. Yep. Just like this is it. Yep. So how how old are you guys? Uh, fuck. It, 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 uh, I'm probably the youngest. I'm 23. I'm the oldest of 27. I just turned 25 on 420. Oh, hell yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, anytime I go to like get a drink at like some kind of restaurant, they look at my ID and they're like, that's a nice birthday. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> no, Dave's not here, man. <laughs> I'm 25 as well. Yeah, 25, 23, 23, 27. 27. Yeah. Man, you're old, bro. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I, I know. I, I'm I'm also I'm I'm also 27. Um, oh, their emo status, man. Yeah, <laughs> no shit. Yeah, I, I show people. I have my I carry around my driver's permit, and I had the long emo fringe at like 15, Same. and uh, and like I'm bald and like 265 pounds now, and they're like, no fucking way. I'm like, hey, <laughs> hey. <laughs> I, I was I was I like to call myself an emo kid back in the day. But uh, it's um, so the reason I ask uh, your guys age is because uh, uh, coming into my late 20s, you know, I'm, I'm coming up on 30, uh, which, you know, I'm excited for a lot of people. They like they're like, oh, fuck, 30. I'm like, oh, it's 30 is cool. Um, the new prime now, man. I'm serious. Yeah, no, it really it really is. And, and I, I look forward to all like, about growth. But yeah, it really is. And it's prime. it's interesting when, you know, 
I'm sure you guys have experienced something like this where you can look back on like the previous year and you're like, I am a totally different person Absolutely. now yeah, than like in a positive way. Like I've, I've grown so much. My confidence is, is, is up here. And there's just things you realize about yourself. The, the farther you get into your twenties. Yes. yes. I, I, I'm honestly just going through that myself. Like I completely become a different person in the last yeah. two or three years. The, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Especially being up on stage, that has to do something to your oh. psyche. When when you have people positively re, positively respond to you live, you're like, okay, I'm doing something right. Yeah, it's very right. Absolutely. Very playing a show is the best feeling in the world. I think, yeah. I think all of us, how we all play shows live, is very different as to how anybody else would know us in person. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really cool because it's it's putting on the show. It's it's putting on that stage face. Like I, I did theater in high school, so I, I sort of get it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like you once you step onto that stage, you have that persona of like, okay, yep. this yeah. is this is stage me. And then you get off stage and you realize like that's where people get that misconception, like, oh, metalheads are fucking you know, assholes. You yeah. go to a metal show and, and you talk to any metalhead, they're usually the pretty, like they're, they're the nicest person yes. you've met, like the most understanding. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what is the craziest show you guys have played? Like, which, okay, not crazy. What's your, what's your, what's your favorite show? And if those two are the same, then go ahead. I'm ready to hear it. All right. Uh, I mean, we just played a show what, last, <laughs> last Saturday. We, we just played a show in Greensburg last Saturday. Oh. Greensburg, PA. That might have been probably that was wild. Show. Probably was the wild. craziest show we played. I'm not. I don't know if I can really go out and say that. It, everybody has their own opinion. That it was the most substantially best sounding. Mm -hmm. But sound guy sucks. But crowd reaction wise, I mean, we we played in the this place is called the Green Beacon Gallery, and it's just a giant art gallery, basically to some extent, in a small room. Yeah, and I mean, we did a wall of death in it. Yeah, successful. Oh shit! Nice. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if that yeah. says anything, I, we I are don't the know, first but... and only successful wall of death. <laughs> I hope. I hope one day I can see you guys live because uh, I want to. I want to see you go. Get the fuck back. Oh, and no, and because yeah. I because I, I can't picture it, I'm telling you, it's it's <laughs> I, I, and I and I've also never experienced anything like that. I've never been to a metal show before. Well, it's oh. good, it's great too because like even like the Garrett, I don't know, he has a wireless and I have a wireless system that we play our guitars to. So like we literally just go in and we'll probably just mosh. Yeah, they. Mosh. Oh, that's fucking yeah, awesome. As we're playing, yeah. that's like one of our things. Yeah, yeah like during breakdowns, Garrett and Chris jump off the stage. Yeah, and if just... nobody's moshing, they force them to mosh. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll jump. You it's jump like reverse crowd killing, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how like that. That's how that last show went because yeah. like him in particular, like he, he went in for a few like some of our songs, and like the further it got, the more like intense the crowd got yeah, so like yeah. they just like kept it got to the, the, it got to the point where i couldn't really go in there because they were doing it themselves they so. straight <laughs> threw him into some kid like his headstock straight hit this kid right oh, between yeah. the eyes i read, I read someone in the face of my head i'm surprised uh, it didn't knock him out if like, you're I, watching this dude i'm sorry yeah <laughs> real. yeah uh but the, the that set is up on YouTube. It was uh, yeah. uh, shout out to Chuck Sweeney. Yes. Oh, yeah. Chuck, man, Chuck is the goat. This dude is great, man. I'll have to look that up because that, that, that would be an interesting thing to see. It's it's yeah. not often. Yeah, we can send it to you. 
Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, send me the link. And uh, yeah, I, say, it, I think right now Defy is the only one that's no, only has all of them. Yep, all of them. Yeah. I will say though, he goes in with it way more than me. Yes. I'm the smallest <laughs> in the band. Uh, I'm uh, small, uh, dude. I'll you're the smallest. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's like six foot nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Six foot nothing. What? what? <laughs> Let me just put this into perspective. Yeah. He's sitting down. I'm sitting down. <laughs> okay. I would not have gotten that. Now, you're really close to the camera, but I would not have guessed that you were. That's like, why he's so close to the camera. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the tallest one in the band. I'm six foot like three. Yeah. Oh, I'm jealous, man. I wish I was six foot three. I'm only six. I'm gonna hit my head off. I'm gonna walk into a door. I'm six foot nothing. I wish I was six foot three. It'd be fucking cool. I'm, dude, I'm practically six five foot. nothing. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it's cool, man. You realize people like John Cena and uh, Mark Wahlberg aren't that tall either, yeah. so it doesn't take a whole lot to look big. Yeah. See, but the thing is, John Cena is like not that tall though, because like you can't you see him. You can't see him. You can't see him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck John Cena is. I've never seen him, dude. I've just seen invisible. These... How would we know? I've just, dude, I've just seen these floating cargo shorts, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> these floating jorts. <laughs> the the jorts and the, and the camo hat. Yeah. And a hat stayed Why is this hat flying to the kids? <laughs> And the hat just says you can't see me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can't see the hat either. No, no. Hat gate every town every Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, going back to favorite shows. Yes. Um, we played a show in Pittsburgh, uh, Black Forge. Ooh. It was actually it was like one, our. That's where I found you guys. Yeah. Yes. That's yeah. exactly where I found yeah. you guys. Black yeah, Forge. So. I fucking. I, I. I. I hope. I need to just take a trip out to Pittsburgh one day. Absolutely. Oh, we welcome it. Yeah, yes. we'll show you around. Um, that was what, like our first headlining show we ever played. Yeah, that was our first headlining yes. show. Yeah, to be able to have it filmed, it was yeah. amazing. Yes, and that, that was, was at the top of this year, too. So I couldn't have been, like, honestly, that whole night was so magical. Yeah, I, it was a great show. I loved all the bands that played, and it was just nice to get to know everybody. At least a new Pittsburgh scene start to form. And it's kind of cool to see it now. I mean, there's some there's some bands really coming up around here now, like with us, like Grave Birth, Grave Birth, Place Plane, the boys in Grave Birth. I think I I think I follow them too. Yeah, they played played the Black Ford show with us. Yes, they did, and Place Blame as well. I I can't say enough great things about them. Yeah, they're just uh, dropping a new EP. What in a couple days? Yeah, yeah. So that that's two bands for sure. Like we we cannot hype enough from our area. Like 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 with us. Like oh my gosh, they're good. Yes, yeah. Please please check them out uh, for both you and the audience like i please they're yeah, cool they're, they're, you like heavy music like us. what you would call a spicy meatball <laughs> so you were you were saying about your favorite show ah yes oh me yeah 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 oh yeah yeah so yeah i mean it was just blackboard yeah amazing because like first time headlining having a film like the crowd reaction was pretty good like it was one of my favorites that's be played the place is back too it was yeah, yeah it, was, it was nice yeah it was a good show that, especially after like you gotta also realize too like we played like maybe one show like okay we played two shows last year one was at like some what bar like in like the outside of a bar area yeah then you can radioactive in katani which is like this really cool <laughs> looking like i don't even know what to call it 
It was like with uh, Bunny the Bear. Yeah, we're playing with vampires everywhere. The Bunny, the Bear, assuming we survive and fake destroyed, uh, in at a place called Radioactive Event Center. It used to be like a paintball like, like area. It's huge, and uh, I mean, and they have like a really tall stage. I I, yeah. Do they like UV paint everywhere? Like the whole thing? Yeah, it's it's a really really dope. Really dope. Fill the entire like they have a giant floor area for the crowd, and they fill it all up with smoke. You know, and they'll do like all kinds of parties. But uh, for our set there, that that was also yeah, that was, yeah, was like, also one of my favorites. Just like coming out of the pandemic, we've been and you got to think ever since the pandemic started, we've been getting together like every, we got together every Sunday mostly, yeah, and we just jammed and just kept writing. That's how we wrote the ZP was just someone yeah. writing, throwing out a demo, saying, "Hey, what do you think of this?" And we get together and just boom, it's written like ten minutes. We like to like headbang and we'll so yeah. somebody will just start playing something and we then, just play along till it sounds good. We'll start yeah. laughing at a riff that Garrett's playing and then he'll start playing drums along to it. And yeah. it might be silly, it might be I heavy. Think, we'll just sort of just random blast beats and yeah, I, I think just come I, up with a song. I know? think there's like three songs on the CP that realistically started off as a joke and it became a legitimate mm-hmm. song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like no joke. <laughs> I will yeah. say I will say I do like a lot of like the demo work myself, a good mm-hmm. like a good bit yeah. of the time. Yeah, Garrett is great at demo. But yes, like you said during the pandemic, what what better time to do it than and then than yeah. now? So yeah. I just really kind of hunkered down, progressed as a player and really wanted to do some different stuff. So a lot of like the newer songs are gonna be a little bit different compared to rebirth per se. Yeah. But it's I cool. could promise you they're heavier. Yeah. They're I mean, if, you, if you look at Rebirth to this EP, I mean, just with the guards of just different members and just feel there's a, it's a whole different band. There's a whole yeah. there's a whole new element. It's really it's really something special. I, I will think, say. I think what's really funny about that too is if you listen to the Rebirth EP, you can tell it's different from what it's coming out now, but yet you can still tell it's speaking. Yeah. 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 yeah you okay. Can, they were really trying to keep that one song in particular does. So I, I, I think we did a pretty good job at it. Do you, so do you guys you guys have a have a day set that you're gonna release your new EP? Um, not, not really yet. yet. We have a target area. I mean, we're the re, we're going back to New York here in June. You know, month. within yeah, That's within months. June, um, to get the rest of the EP finished. Um the turnaround time is actually pretty quick on yeah shout out to billy yeah Billy's billy boss yeah. ass bitch when it comes yeah to billy fit, That's yeah, yeah. Dude, fantastic billy yeah. fister from uh westfall audio yeah yeah he's yeah. 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 don't know what i mean <laughs> we don't like to set a release date until we kind of like know when we're getting our stuff back because we like to give the producer time to do well that yeah. and it, kind of, it looks bad if you have something set and then it doesn't work out and then yeah. you have to go and retract what you said you originally had for yeah. yeah we kind of like to wait until we really have some sentence down before we can go yeah, we dropped a, we, we dropped leviathan without a release date we just uploaded it. yeah we just yeah we <laughs> we have nothing to lose you know we or at least we feel that way and you know we really want to just like hit it hard and hit fresh and then just like as soon as it's out just get it everywhere i mean uh, you know, I, I like I I love I love I and I I mean like that I could not be more proud of that song being the first single. The, it, it is the easiest song to transition from Rebirth to Defy yeah. at this yes. point because you know, like Rebirth, like they said, was written in the previous cycle, and that we song like, was we were like seventeen, eighteen. What's cool is is that like twenty one years. 
fun fact for Rebirth, <laughs> songs like Masks, for example, <laughs> was written with me. And so, like Rebirth, like half of it got like re the song got written with me. Yeah, there's and, there's like what two two or three songs on Rebirth EP that actually was wrote in the band before speaking. Well, this version of speaking. Yes, became. So, uh, even though we didn't really write as a band, it still became a speaking song. Yes, uh, I could not be happier with you know with everything that we've done up to this point, and you know, we have a lot more planned, especially to make this you know release as special as we can you know we try to make friends you know with people, with people in this industry as much as we can and uh you know like brett said like you know when, we, when they went to maryland you know it was recorded by you know the guitarist of the ghost inside slash texas in july yeah, chris, chris davis chris shout davis out. fucking love you man shout out to, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to him and we have text me back dick <laughs> <laughs> and the artwork uh for the for this record, which you saw for for the Leviathan release, is uh, was done by the vocalist of uh, Dead Crown. So you know, we really uh, we just really want to keep it uh, as much within the community as we can, and just keep growing and expanding, and uh, just see where this goes. You know, uh, but yeah. one more show to note. Uh, you know, my favorite show personally, real quick. Um, was the first show we played when we came back from New York, which was in uh, a venue in Morgantown, West oh, yeah, Virginia. Right. Uh, one, two, three, mm -hmm. one, two, three, pleasant. That show was fantastic. I'm going to Morgantown in like three weeks. That's like oh. 15, that's like 15 minutes yeah. away from we, listen. We, yeah. If there's a show playing in that time frame, we're getting on it just so you can see it. Yes, yeah. honestly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah I'll be there Father's we, Day weekend. I will be there. Fucking bet, man. And, and I will I will sneak the fuck away. I promise you. <laughs> we practice in a town called Smithfield, and we're basically ten minutes away from the border. Between yeah, we're right. Virginia. Yeah, we're yeah. Like right here. Oh shit! I did not yeah. realize. I'm not good at geography. I don't know yeah. where the fuck Neither everything is. Yeah. I barely passed <laughs> high school, so I feel that. Me where too, I dude. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped out <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. We get it. You're the shit. <laughs> But uh, yeah, out of all the shows that we've done, like up to that, that show in particular was the one with the best sound, hands oh, yeah, down. Yeah, no. and, Everybody uh, that played that show was fucking fantastic. They all fucking came out. Man. Shout out to King of King Nothing, of nothing. Uh, yeah, West yeah. Virginia. Uh, that like that, they're a wonderful. Another band like us that we're like, are you sure you're not like from our area? Like, how are you? <laughs> like, Those are good. like they're, they're like, uh, and I have to quote the boys, they're dummy heavy. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 lingo now my son recently this morning just dropped big chungus on me uh, <laughs> he's he said he's five and he said breaking news big chungus like, where did you hear this <laughs> let's go his his humor his humor is far more advanced than than mine is he he walks around calling his butt his dump truck so um <laughs> it's uh, his, his his yeah his his mental development is beyond me uh <laughs> so i just let him do his own thing uh so uh so i guess one last serious question uh and then if there's anything like that we, you know, just end up bullshitting about. That's cool. Um, but so when you guys move and now granted, this is only your second EP that you're going to release, but um, what, what causes 
necessarily aside from the lineup now what causes the shift in um what you guys want to convey in an ep or an album or or just even a song honestly to sound like nobody else yeah. as cliche as that okay like. so yeah. like for example i've had at least i don't know a plethora of people come up to me and ask me like if, I, if i'm talking about music or the fact that i'm in the band and i like oh so who do you sound like and the, the reoccurring problem that I have is I can't explain to them who we yeah, sound yeah. like. I literally, I don't, I can't, like, they're, they're, it's, a, it, it's really a combination of multiple bands, but even in the combination of multiple bands that I say, we still don't sound yeah, like Yeah, I them. felt the same way. I worked the other day, somebody said the same thing, like, what's your band sound like? And I was like, I literally went, I don't know, a mix between My Chemical Romance and Slipknot. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know how to fucking explain I it. Always, I, always revert, I always revert back to like a combination of three bands. It's like Alice in Chains, Corn, and, and fucking Kill Switch Engage. Yeah. Okay. Personally, that's who I feel like. But it's like, a, if you ask anybody else, it's you'll like get different answers from everybody. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I, can, I don't think any of us can really tell you. The direction of influence that we sound like it's just it's it's nuts and that's kind of what we want i don't i don't want to sound like anybody else around here i don't even want to sound like anybody that's even big yeah i don't yeah, think anybody right. yeah. Yeah. yeah no it's it, i one of my favorite quotes uh damn and, I, and i'm gonna butcher it i can't remember it word for word um but you know, I'm not even gonna try. Never mind. Whoever was gonna say something next, go ahead. <laughs> like at, at the end of the day, like from a from my standpoint, as a drummer and songwriter, just like I just want people to like our music. Like yeah. I want to convey positivity. I want to just I want to you yes. know people to listen to us and be like, wow, that's that's awesome. Or, that's cool. Or, that's something that I wouldn't expect to hear from like a band like us. It's like even with like Leviathan, you know? Yeah, like we we look. I personally, I'll look back and listen to it and. I can hear the, the specific influences is that like Garrett had, Brett had, Mikey had, Tyler had, I had, but yeah. yet at the end of the day, if I listen to that song, I can't tell you who the fuck that sounds like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. I mean, right. You got to think that that song is fucking monster because it's, you look at it as like our introduction to the new lineup. Like you get hear Mikey and you hear me, like you hear, the first thing you hear is me. Yes. To be fair. Yes. And that whole drum intro part with like the crazy hi-hat stuff, that's all from them saying, hey, can you do all of this yeah. in one, like at one time? Well, I, but like, I guess as an example, like, you know, if you listen to Trivium, you know, <coughs> just uh, from a, a personal opinion standpoint, you listen to them, you're like, oh, they're kind of like a heavier Metallica. Yeah. Well, at least their older stuff was. Or if you listen to like, uh, uh, shit, I don't even know. Kill Switch. Now, I guess you can say there's a couple of bands that might sound like them. Or if you listen to Knock Loose, of course, they kind of cornered that sound. But there are some bands that kind of sound like them now. Yeah. I don't know if I can say that we sound like anybody. Yeah. I mean, I like that. Yeah. That's that effort. That's a plus because, I mean, you get into bands like that. Like, I listened to uh, a band called uh, Molchat Doma. Um, they're a Belarusian new wave band. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. But I, they, they speak Belarusian. You know, they're Eastern okay. European. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, actually, shout out. I got it at their concert. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, um, but I, uh, I listened to a lot of, like, goth music. And I went into this goth group you. I'm in. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, okay. Al Alec, right? Drummer. Yes. Okay. Yes. Before I continue, 
favorite goth inspired band? Oh, geez. That's a mixture between The Cure or Depeche Mode. Oh, Fuck. Oh. Yes. Oh, oh my God. RIP to the Wish keyboards and Depeche Mode. Yeah. So depressed that they passed. Yes. I know. I know. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm a big, like, Depeche Mode, Nine Inch Nails guy. I love all enough. that. Realm. Yeah. Music, like, the, that's that. More than other sentimental, to be honest the, with you. Yeah, so, Dis- Disintegration was the first yes. album that changed yes. my fucking life. That yes. album is fantastic from the back. The yes. Sinner in me is where it really started for me, like with like like for Depeche Mode. Oh my gosh! I, I yeah, Depeche yeah. Mode is is un- unmatched. Honestly, yes. they're so good. Uh, Evanescence though is where like it really really hit for me, like as a goth little goth boy, and like it was like I want to write Baby Bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really was like AFI. Yeah, oh, AFI is another one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. The yes. Use. Taste of Ink. Uh, that was another one. Mm. Uh, yeah, pretty much like. Dude, I'm old school, dude. Black Sabbath did it for me. That was enough. It, oh yeah, I, but, yeah. Of course. I recently watched an old uh, live uh, live footage of Ozzy Osbourne. You know, of of Sabbath doing War Pigs. Yes. I was like, "Fuck, man! Ozzy Osbourne was so cool. You know, he's what? still he's still cool, but he's he was you, know, cool. you know what gets me about all that kind of stuff is I, now you know in today's day and age, everybody's all very digital and modular and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. in some way, shapes, us before. I mean, that maybe if possible to the point where the riffs you hear on an album might not even be what they're actually playing; it might just be note by note. As an example, I. Black Sabbath, dude, they did it all. Just it was raw. That was raw raw shit, man. That was analog. What you heard in Ozzy's voice, that was his voice. What you heard by Tony Iommi, that was his guitar. I mean, that was geezer, just drums. That is, it's off or bass. Bass. Bill, yeah, yeah, it was Bill's drums. It's raw shit, man. Yeah. That You say that again. That piece by inch was hard. All that. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I fucking, I have a. I have a friend in Nashville. Uh, he, uh, he, I've had him on the podcast a few times, but he does. Uh, he's a producer. He does a, a lot of lo-fi stuff. Um, and uh, if and if any of you are interested, Wave Man uh, on Spotify. Um, he also does a lot of like as analog as you can go with lo-fi. Nice. Um, he, he will he will sit with the drum pad and he will punch out the beats and he doesn't he doesn't boot up fruity loops and and create a loop and you know he he tries i've watched his live streams he's fucking artful um but going back to not sounding like anything uh and and molchat domain goth stuff uh i li- like you know the cure and and joy division and bauhaus and stuff like that uh who's actually touring here in the u.s yeah, right now yeah, yeah. Yep. uh oh that's another good one yeah fantastic um so but i i got i went into this uh this goth group i'm in and i was like hey uh i loved i love molchat doma but i can't understand their lyrics um is there any american english speaking band that is like them and everyone was like no no you know (laughs) like the closest you can get to anybody that sounds like them is ploho and it's another belarusian band it, it's it's sort of that sound that you can only get from coming from a an in a an oppressed you know post-soviet era yeah, uh country yeah. so yeah. it's that, that reminds me a lot of like rammstein like you can't yes. get any other band that yeah, yeah. nobody sounds like them. Like, yeah like that reminds me just like that's them. true very unique yeah. that's exactly. kind of how i feel about like i'm not super 
into Primus, but like oh, I love Primus. Yeah. Primus. Oh. So, so I have I I haven't been able to like sit and actually listen, but I fuck with Les Claypool because yeah. uh, it's like I put I put him up there with Flea on his level of like technical bass playing. Craziness, yeah. Yeah, it's. Yep. Yeah, it's and, and <laughs> I uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it's something, something about the lyrics though. I can't get past like yeah, they're a little his, corny, a little weird. They, they're, they're really but, corny. Yeah, I, I me and I like have this conversation all the time. I feel the same way about Dream Theater, not lyrically, but like I can't get into the vocals. Yeah. I can get to the music. Yeah, I can't get into the way the vocals sound. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It's not me. He's all into it. <laughs> this it's it's uh, Primus is that prog rock type of stuff yeah. and you know it's i i uh i listened to a podcast called no dogs in space um and uh they were talking about how prog rock is really something you just kind of have to sit and listen to yeah. by yourself uh yeah. and and i don't i don't get a lot of alone time so yeah. <laughs> uh, I, i'm not going to torture my family with with uh with primus <laughs> Fair. However, fair. the beginning of my name is Mud is infectious. Oh yeah, oh baseline. Yeah. Oh, this is sick. But but and, and and I'm sorry if I offend you with this. I'm pretty sure Les Playcool play, plays a, a five string bass, and that's yeah. just gross to me. Ugh. <laughs> I, I started off playing a five string, and I'm oh, like, I fucking I had to get rid of that thing, and I got a four string. So okay, so um. What is what's the challenges behind playing a five string versus a four string? Like what's what, how does because I I have a four string like two hundred dollar bass. What's the different feel on it where you're like I just can't do this? Honestly, is it's it's it comes down to the the size of the instrument. The bass is already heavy, and yeah. I have a slimmer neck. And like I'm I started off on a four string, and I played that ever since I was twelve. I only own one or two five strings. And I just get so confused whenever it's like I go to play a song on a four on a, on a, a song that's on four string but on a five string bass, and I have mm. to ignore that top string, and I'm not just like riding on the top string. My fingers get confused. Yeah. It takes a long time to get like like used to it. And when I I always play a four string, so going back and forth between them gets difficult. But like right now, I have trouble with uh, we play in different alternate tunings, yeah. so I use a four string and I I do a couple different tuning tricks to keep in the same key, but. I almost have to get a five string for the scale length so I can go down to the same tuning that they are for the guitars just so some parts sound better. Yeah. Okay. And it always depends. It's just a sacrifice on what you need for the song or depending yeah. on what you're more comfortable playing. Because like if I have to choose, I'm more comfortable on a four string, but tuning wise and, and for like like string tension and stuff, five string sometimes just is absolutely needed, especially in a studio like setting. Okay. Yeah. So, so here's another question. Um, uh, and, and I don't know, because I think with the internet, um, the technical part of music, uh, it, learning it is not as, as necessary. If you can go, if you can YouTube, like how to play bass or how to play guitar yeah. or whatever. Um, that's how I learned. Do, yeah, do you, do any of you guys read music? Uh, I mean, obviously, okay. You so, guys that were, were in band in high school. So you like read, read. Yes. Yes. Know. And no. I can read music, but I can't read guitar music, so to speak. Okay. Like, I can read tabs, but I can't, I don't know what note is what if I'm reading the actual notes for guitar. But I can read, like, for example, like uh, a trumpet or a saxophone or a clarinet or even a piano. I can read that music. But for guitar, for some odd reason, I can't do it. 
Okay. I don't know why. It's weird, man. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the things because my boss at work is a is a former music teacher, and he was talking about teaching uh, drum set uh, to his high school band kids. Uh, and I always wondered how the fuck do you write sheet music for a drum set? Yeah, you do toms. Toms would have sheet, doesn't it? Do yeah. Toms have sheet, sheet music, music for percussion. Yeah. Percussion. Because you have different yeah. notes for toms. Yes. Yeah. But it's, it's like in percussives. It's not. Yeah. It's not like in notes. percussive toms. toms. Like marching band toms, yeah. not like actual toms on like <laughs> so, actual drum kit. Yeah. I was in drumline and I was in jazz band, so I had the pleasure of learning of reading like both like you know snare music tenor music bass drum music and learning and reading drum set music so i've had best of both worlds and i mean i don't know just being a natural drummer and reading it, it kind of made, it makes sense to me of course i look at like oh that's a hi-hat that's where the kick is right but at the time in jazz band you know my banter he was like just play whatever you want as long as you're in time with the song so i got okay kind of improvising a lot and that's kind of you know where i strive at the most is just kind of just doing whatever feels yeah. good to me so Jazz band had to have helped you a lot because yeah. I I listened to jazz and I and I watched um my 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 brother in law he was uh, he was a drum major in his high school band his senior year of high school and uh, so I I'll send him drum stuff and uh, I watched someone do a seven eleven polyrhythm yeah and yeah, it, was it was disgusting yeah no, I, if we were tool maybe we would do that but we're not tool yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> out of my ass. I mean, ultimately, when it comes to the creative like process of like how we approach each song, it just really depends on like where we feel about where the direction of where music is headed. Yeah. Because when two years ago, like when we like were ready to do this, new metalcore was the wave. We were really into mm -hmm. Alpha Wolf at the time. I mean, also you know, yeah, oh, like yeah, you know, yeah. so the songs we were cut like one of the uh, heavier tracks we have, I mean, that was the first song we put together. I mean, uh, it's a two-parter called uh, Resentment Whistleblower. Um, so, you know, and as it goes on, you know, you'll kind of see that like, there was, um, if you'll notice like in the pandemic, we had a lot of time to be nostalgic. And um, you'll notice in a few of our songs like Defy, or I Leviathan, you'll see those bits of nostalgia, like mm -hmm. in like, you know, those like uh, metalcore riffs or like the like the big two-steppy breakdowns. Mm -hmm. But then you have again, like you have a hardcore piece like gold, you know, like that's very knock loose driven, very burials driven. Um Slipknot. so Slipknot. Uh, Slipknot. yeah. Slipknot. Absolutely. And 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 then of course, like, you know, back to the opening track, I mentioned the, the White Chapel death groovy metal one that like that happened to be a song we kept we just happened to put out and like just put together in the moment and it's a song that i feel that we always wanted to do i never had a chance to like you know like i'm a small guy so like like when i've done vocals for bands for pet in the past it was always like oh he he can do like the post hardcore the metalcore thing he you know i couldn't see him do deathcore well I've I've grown up with like the suicide silences and the Chelsea yeah. of the world. So like I always was so inspired to be to do stuff like that, even if it was from time to time. So it's really cool that we get the chance to do that here and it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And uh so it's really cool to see six different flavors, but still like us as a whole. Like it's right. kind of cool. So it it just depends on like what 
how we're feeling in that moment, where the direction we feel that, that the music is headed and what story really we could tell with it. Because we had a couple songs that we tried to put together early on in the cycle and even like middle that, you know, like every band does, you know, you got to have your duds. But um, but that doesn't mean they're not good or anything. It just means, you know, they're there. We come back to them and, you know, they're going to sound really kick ass later. But, um, you know, but it took a while to make it, you know, for these six songs to be like, okay, these are our best. This is the ones that make sense. This is who we are. Yeah. Well, like, on top of that, I think I can kind of speak for all of us when I say that a lot of the stuff that we write and put out is a lot of, a lot of things that I think that we want to hear that we haven't heard yet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, I, I don't really know how to put like, yeah no, that, that makes that makes perfect sense like write the stuff that you like, want to hear in a scene yeah like if you hear yeah. like a, a sick ass breakdown for like just not do some example like man that's like i've always wanted to hear something like that but i haven't heard it yet they're the first to do it that's how we kind of operate with when we're writing and how we think and the thought process with this band in particular yeah yeah I, at least that's how i take it but mm-hmm. i mean me being the most the most least metal guy in the band I mean, I look at it as like, this is what I would want to, this is how I would want to hear metal if I was making it myself. Yeah. Basically. That's, that's a super interesting perspective. Like, uh, like I don't particularly listen to metal, but if I did, this is how, yeah. How I, would like, like yeah. How, how I write, like, I mean, like we write so many different metal subgenre songs like deathcore, metalcore, hardcore. So I'm just trying to find how I can write those kind of parts, but make it, but put my, like put my stuff on top of that. Yes. and make it me instead of making it everybody else and right. that's what i strive on the most is like how can i make this sound relevant but also sound interesting and not or, like everything else. where someone's like oh i wouldn't have done that there or that's an interesting way he placed a, a snare hit or a hi-hat hit you know i look at it very meticulously where i want to like i really want to strive to be unique and as different as possible where you know people can be like that's not something i never heard before like that's fucking cool you know yeah i strive off of that creative and it's because these guys really i mean at the end of the day i can't think these guys enough for letting me just do what i do because there's a lot of like every show we play i don't play the songs the same as we write them i right. play them different every show yeah, they are and they're and just as better as they were, as they were before I, I just go by 100 <laughs> percent feel and how the crowd is or what i'm feeling or if i want to try a different feel that night i'll just I'll just go for it, and if it works, it works. It up. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, the structure is usually always the same. We still have like the verses will start off the same, and then the songs will start <laughs> cohesive. But like our transitions, his drum fills, like stuff like that, he just kind of freestyles a yeah, lot of it, yeah. like just to try to keep it interesting between each show. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all that jazz band. That's all that jazz band. <laughs> <laughs> that's jazz band, jazz is the fucking same. As, <laughs> as long as, as long as the timing is there, that's what matters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I like is the backbone. You, you have to see us live to actually understand it. Like, or like it, it's very different. Yeah. We offer a lot. You got you got to see three shows before you can understand. Yeah, people <laughs> understand the fact that we don't play the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> every every show we play a different set. Yeah, yeah everyone. Because pretty much, you'll, you'll know. Wanna... Yeah, you'll know the choruses you're listening for. You'll know the breakdowns you're listening for. Yeah. But everything else in between will be shit you never even heard. Yeah, yeah. Still similar. We, we want to you be unique in just how we operate as like a live band. Like we don't like a lot of bands now play the same sets every night because you know, well, we don't have production. We don't have nothing like that. So we can kind of freeform it. But that's what makes every show fun because we're like, okay, what are we playing? Like, what's the order this time? Like, yeah. we'll open with a different song or have a different song be the ender. And I love 
having a challenge like that of how to make each set unique from each show. Do you guys do you guys have a set list before you go on stage or you're like, hey, like let's let's play, let don't you know? Yeah, no, we come up with the set list before we play the show and then we practice that specific set list for that. Okay. I don't think we've played since we've really started this formation of this band. Mm I don't think we played the same set twice, like no. the same order of songs. Right. Yeah, different I, every single time. Yeah, I like to keep it as interesting as possible when putting these together. Cause like, I mean, we know like what we want to open with. We know what we want to close yeah. with. Well, it's nice too, because when you're just a very small <laughs> local band and all you have is a certain select number of people that come to see you from time to time, they don't want to see the same thing. You start every to month. get burned right. out because you hear the same song, the same order every single time. And then time. you also don't want them to, you would be playing your first yeah. or second song and then be like, oh, I can't wait for this song to be next. Yeah. We've closed with a song and we've opened with a song and we've reversed them. Yeah. So we, like, yeah. you might open with the five and then the next show you might close with the five. So if you want to listen to the five, you won't hear it until the very end. And another yeah. thing too is that when we play each show, like we're not, we're not dumb we're very open to what types of shows we're playing so we're playing shows that are mostly like post-hardcore bands and we do our research on who we're playing with we'll pick songs that have more choruses that fit in with the bill so we're not like you know completely oddball so if we play a show that's mostly like these slam and deathcore bands we'll stack our our heaviest songs as as much as we can and fill them in with the heaviest heaviest ones we have yeah so we try to make sure that we can uh, entertain the crowd and what they're actually coming to see if they're coming to a heavier slam show we don't want to play all of our chorus songs yeah yeah that's that's um so that brings up a memory that i have here there i mean clarksville has tried to have a few different music scenes and most recently the rendition um before like now the rap scene is kind of taking over um our old like metal you know haunts and stuff like that uh the hipsters moved in and uh, we're playing their more like folky kind of music yeah, and, yeah. you know, okay. like almost like your Ariel Pinks and your John Mouse and stuff like that, yeah, which yeah. which is cool. I love that shit, too, but it's not super my jive. Um, you also in Tennessee, too, so I mean. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ukuleles and banjos. Yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and bluegrass is cool, man, but uh, I don't, I don't want to go out and see it live. Um, but you mean to tell me you've never moshed to a ukulele? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah, throw in some tiny Tim and I'll go crazy. Uh, I, un- I unironically love tiny Tim. Um, yeah, but uh, so my my best friend at the time, uh, he and his friends had a metal band. I don't even know, they're they're kind of like uh, thrash, like uh, very Metallica inspired. Okay. Um, and they, they were, you know, their name was Static Calm, and I would go out to their shows, and like they would play at like Riverfest, and uh, they, we had this one, uh, this one venue called uh, the Coup, and it was very hipster, like guys drinking PBR from the pitcher and stuff like that. <laughs> which I fuck with PBR, so I don't, I, I disagree with it as a hipster beer. Um, okay. it's it's definitely a a, a punk metal beer. Um, but uh. So they were the last band on that night and I was sitting through all these shitty hipster performances, just waiting for static calm to go on. I'm like, man, fuck. And the, the place is you know, almost filled up and then static calm takes the stage and half of the, half of the crowd leaves yep. uh, and they go on and they were the fucking oddballs, but they were who I enjoyed the most because yeah. I was there to see them. And I'm like, 
man, these guys, can I catch a fucking break? Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's unfortunate when you don't fit in somewhere. So the fact that you guys have songs as a range is extremely cool. We kind of, we kind of yeah, have that around here in some kind of an aspect too. We're, we're, I mean, we're going we're, to the opposite we, of that Well, issue. we kind of like, yeah, well, realistically, yeah. I mean, we, we kind of promote ourselves as like a Pittsburgh band, but yeah. we're mostly a Uniontown band, which is just south yeah. of Pittsburgh by like an hour. And just what, nobody knows what the fuck we are. Nobody, yeah, nobody well, hey, that's how it is yeah. with Clarksville too. Listen, yeah. right. The only thing you got to know about Uniontown is the fact that we basically invented the Big Mac. That's about it. Yeah. We yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> and the best part about that is... They may have invented it, but they don't get it right. They haven't no, got it right. Fuck it up. Yeah, that's that's the the fuck it up right here, man. Always gets it wrong. It's like you're talking about the worst. <laughs> but, yeah. but but the nice thing about that though is even though like how we were saying how we judge who we're playing with and what we play, we have a couple of songs that even if it's not really specifically hardcore, it kind of fits in a little weird of piece of a genre where it's not really pop or I guess trending metal, so to speak, but yet we can still fill the gap in between maybe what a punk band might be doing and what we do as a hardcore band. Right. It's right. Okay. That's kind of works out for us so far. Right. And and something I'm kind of noticing this time around as well, uh, whether we're opening for tour packages or playing with locals, I mean. I, I, like I say in the very beginning, I, I could not be happier with how positive the reception has been. It has well overseed my expectations to the point where no matter where they put us, whether it shows or we, you know, events or anything, you know, the second we're done, there goes the majority. And then we kind of like, it, uh, it's, it's, it's rough. Yeah, and it gets yeah, to the yeah. point where like it's it's now like other bands are starting to feel insecure yeah. and starting to feel upset well like okay well like we want to have pool too we want to see so like it, it, now like a lot of them kind of start to feel bad like okay well let's put them later so we can at least have some semblance like have some people or have some of your fans too and vice versa which we're totally cool i don't care you know, and that's something. It's a hard thing to juggle too. And same thing with the tour packages now too. Like you know, one of the, the last one we played for in March uh, with, uh, you know, with a really heavy tour package. Uh, they were really great. Um, but as soon as we played, because uh, it wasn't promoted the best uh, in our area, right? You know, uh, with the promoters at the time, but um, but as soon as we left, because we were you know that local favorite, you know they everyone left and the one of the headlining bands came to us and immediately pointed to me and said, I knew everyone would leave after you played. We should have promoted well before. He, he's like, we should have just, I should have given you the money for the, I was like, ah, uh, 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 what it could have, should have. Yeah. It's hard too, because we love them. They were great. <laughs> it's hard too, because when you get a little bit of recognition in your area and people come out to see you, they don't know, they don't know exactly what they're getting into after you. And sucks because how i would like it to go is for everybody to stay for the whole show but that's not how everybody does it either so it's like you can't make right. something, do something if they don't want to do it you know what i mean it's yeah and and i would say that i i don't know what that feels like but as a as a uh consumer of of music uh i went to go see the chats 
and they were touring with a band called Thick and another band called Mean Jeans. And I didn't know who the fuck they were. I was like, I don't want to see these guys. I want to see the fucking chats. And uh, Mean Jeans has, Thick is fantastic. They're an all-female punk band from New York. Um, But then I heard Mean Jeans and I was like, this is my this is my fucking this is my new favorite punk band yeah. like they're so good and then like chat the chats came on and i was like they're okay like the live show's not as good as their album <laughs> like right. so well, it, you know it's it's hard too because in this day and age and everything is so direct to you like if you want to listen to an album that just came out you stream it from your phone you don't have to go out and try to buy it you don't have to go out of your way right you know what i mean everything and, is to your phone as you want it and, and and that's where buying records comes in handy you yes. get that kind of old yes. feel yes. absolutely yes and it's hard because i feel like in some odd way that kind of ties into a lot of people staying for the entirety of a specific show especially if they're only there for one band yes because yeah they get what they want then they're out uh, mm-hmm. yes and in the even time with with that is you know like it's kind you know even if like we go to the because it, it is gonna like there are gonna be shows like where it's gonna be like okay well you know the highlight isn't on us or anything or you know like everyone's gonna leave before like another act and like that mm-hmm. happens but like you know and that's okay it, it's just the business it's what it is right but you know um i think it's a big problem now but in today's music industry it is and but the, the thing is it's it's more than like even just the music it's just about connecting with the people that you're with that's there and giving them something that they're never going to forget like ever and be like this was the greatest fucking band i've ever seen like you guys gotta go see them and that's like because like we've played these songs now so many times whether it's practicing together or out that like i on the spot will like will call for like live interactive you know stuff like for example, like that last show we played in Greensburg, you know, like that wall of death. Like I don't call for walls of death and like ever unless no, first time we did it. that unless the crowd is like actually Ashley like Morris. in it, like yeah, into it. I'm not yeah, gonna be yeah. like, you know, like there's like three people to go. <laughs> hey, like, go go for a wall of death, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or like, you know, and you know, the, the place was carpeted, so you know, during one, a really personal intimate moment, you know, I wanted everyone to get down on one knee and we got to like talk about the, the new record releasing. And, um, and then when the song dropped, we got everyone to jump up, you know, that's something that like, I wouldn't have done any other time. So, and, or, you know, or any other show. And I really want to keep that as different as I can, you know, like every show, like, so like, you know, we have another hometown show later in August that we're headlining and, you know, obviously I can't do that because it's a hardwood floor. So, you know, and, you know, there's older people and, you know, they, they don't have knees. So, you, <laughs> you know, older people, you know. guys in their thirties. It's an 18 and up event, but like, you're going to have, you know, like you your regulars. Like, yeah. Every yeah. show is going to be like, your it's going to be a potpourri of ages. So, like, right. you know, like you just kind of have to have this sort of like awareness to you know be like okay uh am i gonna get like we played a show and like uh, with another tour package you know with and mixed with like some local favorites back in april and it was a place called preserving underground it's not a big mover place unless it's like a well well known established you know like very like so uh, otherwise like 
you kind of have to get them like into it other ways you can't always ask to get them to throw down which is like the hardest thing to ever tell a heavy band to do you know so like you know like oh flood the floor or headbang <laughs> like yeah <laughs> i don't know like something you know what i mean just random shit so like it, can you just, guys like get into the music please <laughs> you know like because you know it, it is what it is you know but as long as you you know can find that connection with with people and to be like hey you know like you guys are cool let's just all have a good time you know uh, and you know uh, a lot of people like that's kind of like that's something that I've always had to do since day one of being a vocalist is like to, to prove people to prove to people kind of on a way that like you know we're like I like I love heavy music we're all in this together you know like because like you mentioned like when you look at a metal figure especially a vocalist of any kind you know doesn't matter if they're tall big whatever uh you know look at it as like that's a narcissistic douchebag and, you know uh so you know on the surface you know and then like you go and meet them or you go and see like you know like okay it's like oh there there's a human being under there and it's like all oh, this you know they they just make really they make music oh this guy's got anxiety yeah yeah he's <laughs> yeah, socially awkward and you know <laughs> yeah. uh you know all that stuff so it's so cool to finally get to this point to be authentic and for people to hopefully accept it yeah because <laughs> like you know we've gone through the last 10 years of everyone trying to be controversial or gimmicky or you know everyone wants to be like the new thing of the month and like you know we're we're, we're rap core we're horror core we're like we're double slam double dipping core you know like <laughs> you, you know but we're i want to that genre <laughs> <laughs> that's it's my favorite it's my favorite uh, <laughs> and uh but yeah we're, we're just authentically us and you know it, if people dig it great if they don't you know we'll find we'll give you a reason <laughs> you know? yeah i think what gets us the most like i, I, I don't want to say exposure but the most like recognition is just our energy live yes like you I yeah mean, I, I, I mean i'll be biased like no one can top what we bring to this what we bring to a show agreed like we are 100 like all the time like i'm always either headbanging you know ferociously during the whole set or i'm going as just as hard you know just I'll, playing i'll put it this way there there's there's been shows where like right now i'm in school while we're doing this and we played a show it was the preserving underground show on a tuesday so i had school that day and then school <laughs> the next day and i told myself before even playing this show, I wasn't going to fucking go in the crowd or go hardcore with it. I'm just going to play it, get through it, not feel sore for the next day. It doesn't feel right if I don't do it. And yeah. before I know it, I'm in the crowd moshing with them. It's yep. just how, like, it's just how it genuinely, is. like, how I have to do it now. Yeah. It I can't see myself doing it. Any other way. It doesn't matter if there's three people or yeah. like, like, 100 yeah. people. We're a freak show to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is. I mean, and that, and like, that, and that's something I love to see kind of like bands kind of, I, I, you see some of them because, like, I noticed the one, like, you will play like you know they'll take they'll take like they'll try to like okay you know oh, hey what's up we're so and so and okay well circle pit please and it's like you know <laughs> like you know like they're like they're getting the there like you know like the, the music's there like the music is way better now it, like in this area i mean it was always great but like i mean i'm like amazed that like one five six silence comes to mind it's uh signs of the swarm um 
Place blame. Place blame. Uh, a moment in Pompeii. Like there's, there's, yeah, yeah there. Um, All the Pittsburgh bands, man. Yeah, there's, there, I, there's a whole like network of Pittsburgh bands. They're phenomenal. Just absolutely. Oh my gosh, you know, we could go forever about that, but you know. The one thing I've noticed that none of them do um, is that they, they're just like, they don't connect with the crowd or with, uh, with listeners or audience the way that we do. I right. Mean, just, we we're <clears throat> all about get, like just relating to people, especially with the times and trying to reinvent ourselves and change and adapt with those times. Cause it's cool to do the nostalgia stuff and revise it and make it new stuff. But it's super cool to also do stuff we've never got to do before or always wanted to do or just stuff that we'd never thought in a thousand years we would ever visualize making. Right. But it was like, that. this is the coolest fucking thing in the world and let's put it out. And uh, so that, that's how songs like I Leviathan came to be. So, you know, and, you know, I, I love that that dynamic that we all have and you see it with lots of bands, big or small, and uh, we just want to keep that wave going because I, I miss growing up with bands like, you know, with like a Ben Sevenfolds or like the Fallout Boys. You, like you saw like the whole lineup was like, that was like the brand that was like, mm-hmm. you know, they're close together. Like you, you're irreplaceable. Like you cannot, like you can't move from. I remember. Yeah. It's going to be the same. Yeah. Well, Fallout Boy just had really long titles. So. Yes, they yeah. did. <laughs> it's been rough for them since 2012. <laughs> um, so, last question before we go ahead and sign off what what sure. what big things do you guys have coming? What what can what can people look forward to from you guys? Um, EP. Yeah, we have a brand new EP. We got new merch on the way. Uh, we are in the process. You, you guys have merch coming out. So we have it. There. Yeah, we have it printed. We just got to get it out out and paid for and done we just we have it on pause because the ep was just like okay like, yeah Come, the end of june is when we go down to record everything in new york with billy and yeah when we come back from that really as long whenever however however long it takes for all of that process to be done and over with that'll be the next big thing that we drop would be the ep yeah and then after that is when we start really focusing on merch merch, yeah, merch like videos, shows music videos stuff like that yeah music videos stuff that kind of stuff yeah that's like the big yeah the big three for us i know we already have like the new ep and merch already lined up for this campaign um we do want to get a music video out soon maybe within the next 12 months but fingers crossed can't you know we're trying yeah. you know maybe some no promises but Ula. we're working on it we're working on it we're working we're working on it um yeah that's about it so yeah and we got even more music even coming because like yeah, we you keep know, yeah. Yeah, the funny part is, is we have this new ep coming out yeah we just wrote i think like realistically about two new songs that aren't even going to yeah. be on the EP. Yeah. We never stop writing the music. Yeah. yeah. We'll probably play songs live even before this EP comes out that we aren't even going to have in the EP. Yeah. Yeah. Just because. Just, and, and, you know, and plus, like, as much as we love, like, Rebirth and stuff, too, like, they have all even said, even before I joined, it was like, we have outgrown this. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's heavy. The production is crisp. But, like, it's not you know, now. yeah, we, we want to make, put, keep, performing and pushing out stuff that we do now and 
like kind of going into this, I think I was like, at least from my view, I was kind of like under the like under the understanding it like, let's see how far we like, let's do this record and see where we are from there, you know. And you know, we all got to see each other at our highs and lows, and we haven't been any closer, you know, yeah, through that. Absolutely. I mean literally like like literally like I, I would take a bullet for any of these people <laughs> yeah. like, you know for real um so um with that being said you know looking at how everything was done and to see like how open our future is now and for everyone that eventually will see it as well because I can't wait for everyone to see what we're seeing yeah we're still growing out. we're and, all still growing we're not done yeah we we definitely are, are definitely going to continue another chapter for sure for speaking post defy so uh you know and keep going from there and see how far it takes us yeah we're just kind of going as is taking the shows as they come and playing as many gigs as we can and mostly focusing on just putting out the best music as we possibly can right now and that's pretty much what all in where our mind is that yeah make as many friends and memories too friends music and just putting mm. out content maybe the real metal was the friends we made along the way absolutely yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes well it was extremely awesome having you guys on especially uh you guys are my biggest group to date i've never had five people on at one time and it went much smoother than i could have even planned on it going so uh, awesome. uh, you guys with. <laughs> words and got derailed because it's the first time we've ever done anything like yeah, this man, yeah, yeah we're the first we're on it. i fucking love you <laughs> I appreciate you guys are fucking amazing. Um, I, and getting derailed is it makes for the best episode. There, not no one likes a structured like I wanted these questions and that's it. Like, yeah. fuck all that. I'm not News Channel Five, uh, <laughs> uh, clearly. But yeah, you guys are you guys are all extremely awesome. And if trust me, if I ever get a chance to see you guys live, I, I will jump right on it. I. I, I love all your music and you guys are all genuinely awesome people. Um, thank so thank you so much for coming on. I, I, this was a great conversation. Thanks for having We're honored. Having thank us. you for having us. Hey man, anytime you want us back, let us know. Yeah. Hey, drinks are hey, on us. Watch okay. out. Watch okay. out. You got, I will have you guys back on, especially after that new EP release. Yes. Oh, yes. I can't wait to get more into that when it's out. Like, uh, oh. Yes. I look forward to it. But all right. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great rest of your night. Okay. Thank you, too, brother. Y'all right, take it easy. Hey, you, you too. too. You too.